Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Give to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, host Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So thank you guys again for tuning in uh, once again with us on the podcast. If you haven't already, Make sure that you subscribe, like, and share on your various uh, platforms. Definitely on YouTube. We want to get them YouTube numbers up um, on Spotify or your listening platform. We're also on uh, IG. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. Wherever you want to find us, we're there. Uh, we're trying to be there. So make sure you like and subscribe and definitely share with someone else if you're getting some value out of uh, this podcast. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, and today, just like any other day, we are blessed with a guest, Miss Danielle. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. I'm blessed. How are you? I'm happy to be here. Um, I am well. I am well. First of all, let me say thank you uh, for being here because I know you could be doing anything else, but you took out time to uh, talk with me and my listeners, and we definitely appreciate it. So thank you for being here. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna jump right in. So the first thing I would like you to do is tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Oh, I am Rochelle Danielle. I am an author. I have my first book coming out um, in September. Well, the the middle of September, somewhat. It is called "The Grass Ain't Greener." 
I am a serial entrepreneur. I have about three businesses and I have three loving kids. So that's about it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, uh, Ms. Danielle, I know that we are, uh, I, I came across you on, uh, I came across your book, the title of your book. And I think it was like a clip or something on Facebook, which kind of, which brought us here, which is the reason why you're here um, talking about your story. So if you can just give us a little bit of a, a background or into introduction of your story so that, you know, we get an idea of what the book is about and just who you are, you know, as a person. Absolutely. My book is based upon um, the grass is not greener being told one thing, but then getting into a new relationship or friendship and, and it's an opposite. The book is based upon me being young, married, and divorced young. <laughs> so it's the growing pains, the healing, the the healing with my kids, myself, and where I am today is basically what the book is about. I came upon writing um, the book basically like years ago. I think I started in 2017. Then I stopped because I was like, no one want to hear my story. You know, everybody else, they've been told this. But it's just that something just kept pulling at me this year to go ahead and get started. So that is why I'm here today. All right. All right. So so basically, um, the book is kind of your journey uh, into your marriage and, you know, you being young and things of, of that nature. So when when we the first question I want to ask you um, is what was your family dynamic growing up? you know, in your household, because a lot of times we find that we repeat what we see, you know, so if we are in a, um, a family that, you know, maybe your parents married young, then maybe you may marry young. If you're in a, in a household where, you know, your parents, um, you know, had children young, you know, you may have children young. If you're in a household where your parents are separate. And so you, you know, doing the, um, you know, single parents, you know, mother or father, either way, you know, that plays a part in how we look at relationships and how we go into relationships. So just previous, before, even before we get into talking about, you know, your marriage, what was your dyna family dynamic, dynamic, you know, growing up, you know, personally? My family, I come from a big family. My mom and dad have been married for 37 years. I'm 37 right. years old. <laughs> so they did marry young. Um, my mom had started having kids young, so that that was, you know, may play the part in it. I um, like they're still married. All of us are grown, have families, you know, so I don't think that played a part in it. Um, mm -hmm. Me being married young, I, I got married at 22 and we got divorced at I was 25. So. I, I just like jumped into something. I did love my husband. We were truly in love, but I did not know what entails in a marriage. My mom and my dad, my dad was the breadwinner. He worked. My mom was a stay-at-home mom um, until we all got of age. So I did not know like the finances or the dynamics of being married. You know, growing up, my parents, they did shelter us from a lot of things as far as family-wise. You know, I'm from the country. I'm from Mississippi. So we all just grew up and went outside and played so there's never there was never a time where we was listening to our parents like discuss finances or we was listening to our parents and discussing problems in a marriage or anything like that you know 
don't get me wrong, where there were arguments, but it wasn't like like kids today where they're like right there on their phone or on their tablets. You know, we was outside if things were going like that. So that that was, you know, my family for it. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So it, it didn't really have an effect in in that sense of it. Um right. Definitely, I know I, I can understand my, my parents uh, were married until my mom passed away a couple years ago. Um, and it was nine of us, uh, big family. I just continue, I consider it a big family. Um, yes. I, I know some people that got more, but you wow. know, but it was nine of us and uh, definitely a, a, a big thing. And so I, I know you were young, mm-hmm. uh, and you say you just kind of jumped, uh, jumped into it. Um, what do you think was the reason what made you want to get or even consider marriage at such a young age? Because I, I think that, you know, definitely in our 20s, at least until we like 25, mm-hmm. we don't really know we know ourselves. You know, we're still because we, we, you're you're coming out of high school about nine, 19, you know, 19, 20, right. depending on, you know, where your birthday falls. And so that new freedom, you know, mm-hmm. that new responsibility of being responsible for yourself. And, you know, like I said, probably until you're like maybe 25, you're really just kind of figuring it out your, yourself, you know? Exactly. So what, what do you think made you even consider marriage at that time being so young? Um, we was, well, we was in love. I was with him when I was 18 years old. Um, we moved in like right away. I think I turned 19 because I was 17 when I got um, when I graduated. So then I was young rolling coming out the door. I was really young. So, you know, you find in love and then you want to move out your parents house because you want to be grown. That was me. I had um, a daughter, my oldest daughter. She's well 18 now and she actually just graduated a couple of weeks ago. Um, Thank you. Yeah. To me. Look, that's what I tell. It's mine. So that was that. We was in love and young and we wanted to we wanted to be a family and we thought we could do it. But just like you were stating, in that state of mind, you really don't know yourself. And I hear people saying that all the time, like now in the in today's age where, you know, love doesn't have an age. It doesn't. But mentally, you're I don't think you'll be ready for marriage at 20, 21, 22. Because you don't know yourself. Like me, 37 now is not 22-year-old Roche. Right. Those right. are two totally different people. You know, so right. that that plays a big part in our divorce. Um, and that is another reason for the book also. Because me, I I didn't grow. I grew up after the divorce. Like it was a it was a snowball effect. High school, relationship, marriage, well, kids, relationship, marriage then divorce and it was like i didn't know who i was i had went through so much in in such a short period of time to where you know it was like 32 33 to where i was like girl you got to you know get it together so that is when i started writing the book right right and so that that brings up something else that you just said if, if i'm not mistaken you had a child before the relationship yes, right? I and so um would that child be have a of a different father than, than the yes. husband. Yes. So that brings in a whole nother dynamic that yes. you definitely was young for, you know, talking about, you know, uh, um, a, a different father figure than the actual, you know, your husband coming in, you know, being a father 
you know, to a child, stepchild. I don't really like to use the, the term exactly. stepchildren. You know, uh, I myself have four stepsons, if you want to say it that way. One biological right. child, which is my daughter, who also just graduated um, a year or so ago. She made 19 this year. So, you know, yeah, thank, yeah. you, thank you. So that's a whole nother dynamic, you and know, that you're coming in. And definitely at, at that age, 20, what you said, 21 coming in as a, as a, just from, from my experience, because yes. when I, when I came into my stepson's lives, I think I was 36 at the time. So, oh, you know, and, and then it was, a, it was a process at that age with my mature maturity level at 36. So I can right. imagine trying to negotiate that and, and, you know, work out you guys way through that at such a young age yes but just i was so blessed like my ex-husband we're still really close um for her graduation it was her dad her real her biological dad her stepdad and um my fiance now was all there they they all play a big part of her life right now and he actually my ex-husband was with her when she was like one years old so he grew up as her dad. That was her dad. Her dad didn't live in the, in this state anymore. So she was totally hooked on him. That was his first child was her. And he still says, you know, today through graduation that, you know, they didn't, he didn't birth her. That's not her blood, but that she is, you know, her daughter. So I was blessed of that. Like they went through all the changes together as far as getting to know each other. She was a baby. So that's, that's who she called dad at the time. And she still calls him dad. So I totally understand that part of growing up. And now it's a lot of step parents out there where, you know, even a child could be one or five. The, the dynamics of the step parent era is like so hard right now. I could not imagine going through that in the early stages or in, in older kids of right now. So that I was just completely blessed. We have one, my ex-husband, we have one child together also biologically. And that's my son. He's 13 years old right now. So I, I, I'm, I'm completely blessed on that end. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And, and, and I'm glad you, you mentioned that because I, uh, that was another thing that I was going to bring up because is is not often heard of. And definitely with my story myself, um, you know, it, it I was came into the same situation as far as you know the relationship with my daughter was seven when I remarried. Um, you know, I divorced from her mom and then remarried. My wife at the time had four sons, and then mm -hmm. I had my daughter. So that was a whole, you know, thing for all of us to come mm -hmm. into that. Um, and later we we divorced. Um, but what I like what you said because which is our our situation now. We're such good friends, you know. Right. Uh, me me and the mom and my daughter still calls her mom. You know, my mm -hmm. daughter still you know calls her probably calls her more than she calls me. You know what yes. I mean? And and I appreciate that. And I definitely let her know. And I and I've said on the podcast a lot of times yes. that I I'm a very appreciative of their relationship mm -hmm. because. There's, a there's some conversations that my daughter won't have with me, you know, exactly. just because, you know, she's daddy's little girl, you know, so there's some things she's not even going to talk to me about, but right. she will call her uh, stepmom and they will have those conversations because of the relationship that they have, 
you know. Exactly. So I'm I'm definitely blessed for that. And I love like you said, with with all you guys at the graduation, and definitely yeah. all the the men who played a part, a major part in her life, all to be yeah. mature enough to be in the same place in the same room and recognize each other's contribution to your daughter's life. And yeah. like you said, with the with the 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 step parent pool you know now <laughs> nowadays and and i think they kind of make it harder than it has to be i think a lot of people just miss yes misunderstood you know misinformed you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like it doesn't have to be that you know right. what i'm saying you you can't it, it starts with you and it's how you build it and how you work at it you know and i'm, and I'm glad that you guys were able like i said to come together and and the men to recognize the part yes. of the daughter's life. Yes, and like I said, that so that is a blessing. And even my ex-husband, he's remarried, and his wife and I, we are we're on the same page. Even with my son, my son, we was out the other day. He was like, "Mom, may I have um his ex-wife is Janine? May I have Miss Janine number so I can text her something?" And I was like, "Okay," or I text her if I need something from her. It doesn't have to be as hard as people make it. You know. As long as the communication is correct, then on all ends, all parties, it could be it could be amazing not only for you, the parent, but also as for the um the child, because you have to put yourself aside and do everything that's possible for that child. Yeah, and, and I and I think that's that's the biggest thing. And you know, coming into a relationship um as a step parent, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, you have to realize that it's a package deal. You know, yeah. if you're coming into the life of uh, this person who you're growing to care about and learning, but also you have to learn that child, and you have okay. to have just as much love and care for that child as you do as as have for the person that you are in the relationship with, because they are a they're a uh, extension of yeah. that person. You know, yeah. and so if you come in and come into it like that, that you're building two relationships you know, at the same time, basically, with two people that you should care for, two people that you should love, being right. that that spouse, and then the spouse's child, you know, and I don't, I don't, I think that when we look at it that way, and recognize it that way, and also, you know, treat that child how you want your child to be treated, you exactly. know, it, it will work out fine, you exactly. know, and, and I'm, I'm glad for you guys, uh, that you're yes. able to, to work that out. So um, let's go. Let's go back a little bit. So we're we're in this new marriage, and we're young. Yes, <laughs> we're 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 coming into this new marriage, and, and and we're young. We're trying to figure it out. And so here's here's a question. So were there anyone, or was there anyone that you guys could go to at that time? Um, to find out how this thing is supposed to go, because, like you said, and, and even in my in my situation, um, although I seen what a healthy marriage looked like from my right. parents, I wasn't taught how to how you know how to develop that. You know, yeah. I wasn't taught how to build that. I seen what it looked like, you right. know, but that's like looking at a picture on the wall. Say, wow, that's a beautiful picture or a painting, but you that don't mean you know how to paint it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, right. was there right. anyone uh, at that time that you guys could actually go to and 
have those conversations like, okay, what is what are we supposed to be doing here? How do we make this thing work? Um, yes, absolutely. My my parents, my sisters, because my oldest sister, she's been married for uh 18 years now, so she had been married a while. Um, even my pastor, uh, but me being that young, I did not want to. I didn't I didn't have the mindset to go and get help. Only thing I had the mindset was to do was this is what I wanted to do and and if you don't like it, then this that's your problem. That was me. I'm gonna do what I like a rebellious teen. I was like a rebellious wife. If I wanted to go out <laughs> with my friends, I was going out with my friends, whether you liked it or not. But that was just the immaturity of that moment, you know. So like now I wouldn't dare do that because you have to think about your life and yourself and put yourself in those shoes, even though you know, I do have personal time with my friends, but it's also family time. You know, I wanted to go out every, not every weekend, but a lot. I wanted to hang with my friend girls after work. I didn't want to go home and cook and be a mom and be a wife and listen to all this other stuff. I wanted to do me. So yes, we had people we can go talk to and listen to, but I just didn't want to. I didn't want to do it. So, okay. So, and, 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 making that transition or developing that transition from who you were then mm-hmm. to who you are now, what would be some of the lessons that you think that you learned that help you to develop into who you are? Because I know you mentioned about, you know, first of all, the desire, right? Cause you have to want to have the desire to want to be a better, whatever, a better wife, a better mother, a better, whatever. You have to have the desire first. You know, again, once you have the desire, you know, what would be some of those lessons that you may have learned along the way to now you're married again, you know, you're remarried and happily married, I'm assuming. And now you're, you know, it's like, okay, I I got this thing together, especially to the point I can write a book about it. You know what I'm saying? what, what What is that transition like? What does that transition look like? And what were some of the lessons that you learned as a woman now, as a married woman now, and looking back on the married woman that you were, it was like, okay, that was wrong. This is how I corrected it. This is what we had now. Yes, compromising. Compromising, prayer, understanding, knowledge of the two. It's not just about one person. It's two. And my number one thing is knowing who you are. Because if you get into a relationship and it's all about one person, then you will be drowned in that person's shadow. Like you wouldn't be standing out. If this is a team. This is a power couple. This is two people and not one. So those are my main things that I say to anyone that asks those questions. And the number one is knowing who you are. I did not know who I was back then. I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. I didn't know how to be a wife. I didn't know how to be a, well, I barely know how to be a mother. We only had one child at the time. And at the end of the marriage, we had my son. Um, and then when we divorced, I still was not into being a, a mother, even though I had two kids. I was still into that same mindset until I just woke up and was like, Rache, you got to do something with your life. You know, so if you're going into a marriage or even a relationship and you don't have yourself together, if you don't write down your goals or think about what you want to do, you know, not this facade on social media, you know, of what you can be, because that's all it is. 
um, that social media, you know, puts up. But if you don't know who you are and who you want to be, then it's not going to work. Nothing is going to work. Jobs, relationship, um, being an entrepreneur, nothing is going to work. Yeah, and, and I think that plays a, a very huge part of it. So I want to I want to dive into that a little bit uh, more, if you don't mind. Um, you know that knowing, becoming, understanding who you are. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, again, we talked about you know first of all, it takes the desire to want to to change. So what was the thing that gave you that desire? I mean, I know you said one day you just woke up with. You know, but I'm sure it was a, a process of things before that day. You know what I'm saying? So what do you think part was the main thing that made you just, you know, wake up that day and be like, you know what? This this ain't working. You know what I mean? It's like this is not even who I want to be. Exactly. You know what I mean? Me um, being a black woman, I really kind of went through a depression stage after the divorce and after the kids. It was like years after. I think it kind of snowballed into to an effect. And I was just, I used to write, well, I still write because I have like thousands of notebooks and I write down a lot of things. And something just, and it really did, just like snapped and was like, you have to get up from here. And it's really my kids because I look at it like you have to put on like your big girl, I say bigger fan. You have to put on your bigger panties and be there for your kids. Your kids are the people that's watching you. And now my daughter's 18, my oldest daughter's 18. I don't want her to look back and be like, oh, mom didn't do anything or she didn't um, succeed in life or or anything of that nature. You know, I want them to be happy. When, when I'm looking at them, a parent, they knows when their child is genuinely happy and they see you happy. If they see you down and and out and depressed, then it reflects off them. So I had to do better and be a better me for my kids. Um, you know that that's the number one thing. Yeah, and and I'm glad that you mentioned about uh, the depression. Um, so, I, and I'm glad you mentioned it because I, I I like to make sure and and especially when we're dealing with things like depression and, and suicide and things like that. To, I like when the regular people acknowledge it, right? right. Because it allows us to know that we are, we're not crazy. You know what I'm exactly. saying? So I, I often share my own story um, of, of depression and even having suicidal thoughts um, after my first divorce from my daughter's mom, you know, mm-hmm. going through that time period, um, it was a, a couple of things I was dealing with at that time. Of course, the divorce, um, debt, you know, I had some depression and then my mom passed away. Um, mm-hmm. and also even before that, um, my daughter's mom, her mom passed away and I was very close to her mom. We had our own relationship. You know, she was my mother-in-law, but we had our own relationship and we were, we were real close. So when she passed away, that already affected me. And then mm-hmm. going through the divorce and then going, you know, the debt and things that go along with divorce. And then my mom also passing away. So that left me in a, a big uh, depression state and, and which I also contemplated suicide at that time because I was just under so much pressure. And again, wow. it was it was that thing like, OK, finding something to live for. And that was my daughter is what I came to, you know, begin to wake up because going, thinking about my daughter and the lives that she had already lost, the loved ones she had already lost, Mm -hmm. you know, and my daughter was my shadow. 
Like everywhere I go, she was with me. So she was right. like a little girl, you know, and I'm like, what is going to happen to her if I'm not here? Exactly. You know? And so that was one of the things that, you know, woke me up like, no, I, if nothing else, I got to stay here to make sure she's okay. Exactly. And, exactly. and that kind of gave me uh, uh, the beginning. It wasn't, the, it, it wasn't enough to bring me all the way out of it. You know, right. it definitely took some some uh, some prayer and some some help from some you know people that loved me and cared about me to to nurture me and help bring me out of it. You know, out of that process. But again, that's why I like to talk about it because yes. number one, we as a community don't talk about it enough. Oh. You know, and now it's becoming more uh, of a topic. But I don't want it to be just a social topic of the time. You right. know, where it's a phase like, oh, everybody talk about mental health now and everybody talk about depression or whatever, whatever. And then they go away. And then now we have another generation, especially mm-hmm. the generation that's coming after us, because uh, our children are dealing with depression and stuff on a yes. whole nother level than okay. we had to, to deal with it. Yes. You know, and so I I like to make sure that I, I talk. I talk openly about my experience with it. Yes. And I definitely like when my when my guests you know, talk about it a little bit. I am completely with you. Um, even as you're stating with the generation now, I, I always ask them, are they okay? Um, what are your friends talking about? What are you talking about with your friends? Even if you don't want to tell me, I'm going to still listen to your conversations. Even if it's over the phone, my son is a video game gamer. Even if it's on the game, whatever he's watching, my youngest is eight. She's a mommy's girl. So she really don't have any friends, but my oldest two, I try to stay a close eye on them because they their depression is like a sinkhole. They they're not talking, so they're slowly, you know, going into it faster mm-hmm. than than us. Even though we're not talking, we're still moving. We're still going through our day to day. Um, you know, dealing with everything as well as dealing with what you have going on inside of you. So, I try to stay on minds all the time with with what is their mental health. In today's society, they are like painting a picture of, of depression or painting a picture of mental health. And it's so not, it's so not real. And that's why you stated like real people. Yes, I am a real woman that, that deals with it. And it's not easy. It's nothing that you can just snap your fingers and come out of it. Even though I've, I've been out of it, I still have good days and I have bad days. Mm-hmm. Even though this is a process, it is a healing journey. Yeah, and 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 I know it's is is big with our children. Um, I actually did a a recording, a podcast recording when I had my daughter on. I actually interviewed oh. my daughter, and uh, we sat down and and had some conversation. And you know, I allowed her to to or I asked her to you know ask me some questions or whatever. And one of the questions that she brought up was um, depression, dealing with depression. And after that, uh, my oldest son um, lives in another state and he happened to come, you know, to visit uh, with his daughter. Um, and I picked him up from the airport. Mm-hmm. And in our conversation and me talking to him, asking, you know, how are you doing? You know, how is Mary life treating you? Because he's he's in his 20s, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I know it's not easy. You know, you, you're in your 20s, you're married and you got a daughter. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm asking him, you know, how he's doing and checking on him. And he began to, you know, also confide in me about, you know, some battling with depression. And so, you know, I, I made it a mission to constantly, you know, send them 
you know, send them things and, and books and, you know, okay. videos or just things to constantly feed their minds so they're not falling, you know, exactly. into this, but they're actually, put, you know, pulling out and also having them conversations with them, you know, to help them do better. Um, but yeah, so I, I, like I said, I appreciate it when you mentioned it because it is something that, you know, everyday people like us, you know, we deal with. You know, and definitely, like I said, I definitely like to talk about it in our community because we, we don't talk about it, you know, and and, as well as other things. Um, Again, when I mentioned about when my mom passed away and my mother-in-law at the time passed away, I started to take in um, a bereavement. I joined right. a bereavement group, you know, yeah. and out of the time I was there uh, as a participant, and then I became a volunteer and I mm-hmm. was you know, uh, doing the meetings with them. Outside of myself, uh, I probably was only, I would say two at the most, but definitely one, um, you know, Black family to come through there. And I'm like, I know we're dealing with it. Is I know that- what's happening, you know, um, but we're not seeking out the help, you know, Is that, that- we need. And um, so I even started a nonprofit after that, named after my mother-in-law and my mom called Anne Christine Christine Charities in which we started doing uh, bereavement um, sessions in our community, you know, to bring the bereavement to them, you know, so we, we started doing that. And, um, you know, so I, I just know, again, like I said, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because I I want it to be the norm. I don't want to be a, a taboo, you know, conversation, whatever it is that we're dealing with, you know, right. that's the whole platform is to, you know, find healing in, in every area of our life. And I know yes. that's an area that we're all dealing with. In, in some in some type of way. Um, and as you say, it's a taboo or it may be, a, as they say, a trend. This is not a trend. This is something that people go through every day. I mean, from the smallest child to the oldest person in your family, there's someone that is going through this. Right, right. Yeah. So again, thank you for, for mentioning that and we, we went on a whole nother thing. So let's go back. Let's go back. So you're you're married. How long were you were you married? We was only married for two years. Two years. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you only married for two years. So I'm sure even though uh it was it was only two years, and I know during that period, no, I think you said your awakening, should I say, didn't come to after the marriage. Yes. Right? yes what was what was his um what was his mindset during this this time period? Uh the after or during the divorce. Well, well during during the marriage okay. before oh, you know coming he up. Was, he was still holding on to the marriage. He wanted to stay married. He wanted us to work through it, you know. But I tell anyone, even if we were, if I were to do it over again, I still would not be married to him. He's he's a great friend. He's a great person. He's a great father. But, you know, I still wouldn't I still would not be married to him. So he was still holding on to it until the divorce. And then, you know, he just let it go. But, yeah, we would not still be married. You know, some people are just not meant to be. We went through a relationship, like I said, I was 18. Then um, after that, uh, 24, 25, we got divorced. We had a great, I said we had a great go at it, but it just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. And and I know it, it, 
a lot of it have to do with again the mature level and yeah. you know and he's getting older than me, older than me also. So okay, so he probably was already there mentally, you know, long time before you even came along. So so he been he been ready, right? Yes, he was older than me, so he already had. He been through that. He went through the club mm -hmm. part. He went through the party and hang with the homeboys. He right. did all that. So he was ready. He was in the settle down mood, and I was just getting started. So, okay, right, all right, right, yeah. Well, I, I can I can understand that because I re I remember uh, years ago <laughs> when I got out of high school. Um, I, I I was just years ahead of my circle, right? So I'm already right. my mind was already there. again. I had my mom and my dad, I had that picture already painted that I grew up with. So right. my mind was already there. Like, okay, that's what I want, you mm -hmm. know, at a young age. So um, I was dating a young lady um, after I graduated. I, I was out of high school. She was still in like her last year of high school. And we dated for a few years. And even coming out of that, you know, we talked about marriage and she wanted to get married right away. But again, I knew that phase, right? right. I'm like, nah, you know, <laughs> you gotta have time to do all whatever you're gonna do because what I don't want is to be married and then you start going through that phase yes. or to be married and you might not go through that phase, but now you have resentment because you, you didn't right. get to do it. Exactly. You know? And exactly. so I, I already knew what that looked like. Exactly. You know? I was like, nah, we, we can't do it. We gotta you know, take some time, you know, and everything. And we, of course, we didn't end up getting married. Still good friends today, but right. <laughs> again, like I said, at that age, and it just, yeah. uh, it was what it was. But I definitely understand that when one person have that mindset and right. then the other person, you know, still has to go through that phase. I never, I never went through the phase because I never wanted to, you know, right. it didn't interest me because I already had this picture of family and everything that I had in my mind, and that's what I wanted. So all the rest of that was like, yeah, you know, it, it wasn't a big deal to me. So I didn't necessarily have that um, in my relationships, you know, going forward. But I definitely understand it, exactly. And the person on the other side of it. Yes. So um, before we get out of here, before we wrap it up, I want to talk a little bit more uh, uh, about your book and what would be. Um, if you could give me, just, let's just say two. Let's just say two lessons that you know that there's a young girl that picks up your book and she started reading it, you know, or even matter of fact, let's let's take it back as you now talking to your younger self, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> saying, okay, listen, before you do this, mm -hmm. you know, here's two things. Give me two. Give us two things. Um, that your younger self, if you gave your younger self your book that you at that age could take away from and be able to get to or begin to that process of becoming the woman that you are now, you know, from that young teenager that you were then. Okay, so number one would absolutely have to be plan your life out. You know, if it's just a short time goal, along three, five years, plan your life out. Um, it may not work, but you can always put things on paper and go back to it. I know people have notes in their phone. 
nothing is like putting things on paper. When right. you write, when you write things down, to me, it tends to already like go in the atmosphere. When you put it in your phone, it doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is number one, plan your life out. Number two, be in a relationship for yourself. Be, and I say being in a relationship for yourself is because sometimes you get in a relationship for the other person. You know, you love that person. You want to be with them. But it's still something about them that, you know, you just can't put your finger on it. Like, this is not going to work. Like, this is not going to work. But you're still in it because you see that person loves you and they want to be with you. No, no, ma'am, no, sir. Be in that relationship for yourself. If you feel like this is the way you want to go, this is the love of your life, this is the everything, then go ahead. But if it's just that one thing that you, you know, you can't shake, then write it down, question it, you know, seek and and find and see if you can work it out. But if you cannot, then just end it. You don't want to keep dragging on a relationship for years and years and years, and it's not going to work. That's wasted time. So just, just be in a relationship for yourself. And then once you know you or yourself, then that'll make a better relationship. All right. All right. Couldn't have said it no better, Ms. Danielle. Thank you so much for for being on. Uh, Thank you so much for being the guest. Uh, I'm going to let you have the last word. Um, Tell our listeners, first of all, tell us where or when we can get this book, right? And then let us know where we can find you at to follow you, um, your social media handles and things like that. And if you have anything else going on, let let us know where we can support it. Yes, um, you can get the book September. It comes out. It will be on my website. Um, it'll be on Amazon also because that's where I'm going to publish it through Amazon because it is so much better. <laughs> um, my social media handles is all under my link tree. So you can go um, www.linktree slash Rashad Danielle. All my social media handles there, my website where you can get the book and some of my merchants as well as what I have upcoming. I do have, let me see. Um, I had a magazine cover come out today and I am so, so happy about that you my mama let me find it look <laughs> okay it is i'm gonna have to put in my link tree so just go to my link tree and get that i did have a um magazine um article come out today regarding my book and the lifestyle that i've lived so i am so happy and i thank you so much for having me on today i really appreciate it no problem no problem thank you for being a guest thank you for being here uh what what is the the magazine that you're um, that you're on. Look, I can't even see it right now, so I'm gonna have to send it to you later. Okay, it's all right. It's all right. Cool. But just make sure you send me all that uh, information. Uh-huh. I make sure all those links and everything be uh, under, yes. under the description of this when when we post it. Again, thank you so very much for taking out the time to share your story and you. uh, to enlighten our our um, our listeners with your story. Again, this is the Deal to Heal with E James podcast. I am your host. Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And our mission is to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problems, heal from your pain, and fulfill your purpose. Until next time, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326- 0730. That's 866 326 
888-888-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealstoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.